0: Many of us are acquainted with the giants of the Sahaba عنهم, and their feats. Sayyidina Abu Bakr, for example, was the first Muslim, the first person to affirm whatever Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi had said. Bilal bin Rabah was known as a slave uh, who called out, Ahad, Ahad, Sahaba the Sahaba. But amongst the galaxy, there were many, many Sahaba عنهم, that had exemplary character. And how they interacted with the Prophet and how the Prophet interacted with them in terms of uh, the interchange that took place. So th- that is of particular interest. Uh, Among the Sahaba radhiyallahu anhum, there was a Sahabi by the name of Nuaiman ibn Amr al Ansari. He belonged to the Banu Najjar tribe of Medina. And being amongst the earliest Muslims of the city, you Noaiman, know, just as the rest of the Sahaba, had particularly, or had participated in numerous battles, including Uhud, Khandak, Badr, etc. And unlike the rest of the Sahaba, Ayman wasn't, you know, wasn't, uh, you know uh, known for many things, but what he was known as for, you know, almost an in infamous way, as the resident prankster. They said about him, Utiya bin a man, the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he had consumed alcohol and he was to be punished. He was brought to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and it happened two or three times. And then someone said, Allahumma al-anhu, awullakasim, ma akshara ma yashrabu, wa akshara ma yujlilu. He keeps drinking and getting whipped. And the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, la t'al 'Anhu. anhu, inna hu yuhibbu Allahu rasool. Don't curse him because he loves Allah and his messenger. So that is important for us to realize that even if someone's outer appearance does not appear to be religious, or a person seems to be involved in major sin, we write the person off, yet that person could have the love of Allah and his messenger in his heart. So once Na'iman went to the marketplace, he saw some food which appeared delicious. He ordered some and sent to be sent to Nabi Wasallam as a gift. And upon receiving it, Nabi Salim was delighted and ate from it. It was honey, uh, only to be approached for payment by the vendor uh, later. And then where, Nabi Salim then summoned for Na'iman to come, he says that you sent it as a gift. Now what's this payment? He said, I do lie. I thought you'd like it. I wanted you to eat some of it. So I had present it presented to you. I don't have the money to pay for it. So now you ate it, you've got to pay up. And Nabi Sassan had a good laugh listening to his reason and paid the vendor. Then Noiman was on a travel expedition to Busra, together with several companions. like said that Abu Bakr, Suwibit ibn Harmala, Nishaf the Sahaba were given a task and Suwibit. His task was, he was responsible for the food and the provision. And knowing this, Noaman was very hungry, went up to him and asked him for the food and so he said, no. no, Iman wasn't happy with that. And he approached some Arab traders in the market and told them that he has a slave boy to sell. And he said, look, this boy, three things, very intelligent, very articulate, and he will say, I'm free. And uh, if you're ready to deal with the three things, then you can purchase it. Otherwise, don't get me involved with your matters. Uh, so he said that he has a very, a ready tongue and very articulate and he will resist. So several dirits div- were div- exchanged, and Naiman pointed the traders towards the innocent Swaybit. They grabbed him and dragged him by the neck, and despite him really saying, ah, I'm free and all of that, they didn't listen. And then word got to the other companions, reached in uh, Abu Bakr. He ran to catch up with the traders and explain the story, the deed that uh, the money was refunded. And all the Sahaba, said, Abu Bakr, Naiman, and even Suwibit himself had a good laugh. And they later he recalled this story to Nabi Sallallahu who had a laugh. وَضَحِكَ عَلَيْهِ whole year you know, they would think about it. That was a, a really, really funny one. In the time of Sayyidina Uthman, there was a blind man in the masjid who once needed to urinate. So obviously in that time, someone would go and guide the blind man outside the masjid. So Naiman said, let me take care of it. Naiman went to the blind man, took him to a public area and told him that he's a place where nobody can see. When the man urinated, everybody came running. So the man got scared and said, Oh, who was the young man who brought me here? And they said, it must be Noyman. said, where is he? To teach him a lesson. So somebody said, somebody take me to him. So Noiman came back to the man. He changed his voice and said, you're looking for Noiman? said, yes. So he took the man and he led him to Khalifa to Mu'min and Sayyidina Uthman, Khalifa. And he told the blind man that this is Noiman you're looking for. So the blind man struck Sayyidina Uthman one shot thinking it is Noiman. And, uh, uh, they immediately pulled Sidna Uthman away, and Uthman was laughing because he understood what happened. While well, no, Iman ran away. So the Sahaba, radhiyallahu anhu, had a laugh at this. No, knew his limits, and the Messenger, the Sahaba came to expect a certain type of behavior from him. He paid for it literally. He was, you know, he was a joy to have around. Uh, and that is why uh, this type of behavior, you know, it was endearing, It was something that brought them closer to each other. So these anecdotes don't give you the license to prank and laugh at the expense of others. It shows us that every person has a different personality, and Narisalam allowed for that. These lighter moments that Narislam shared with the Sahaba, it was like a balm for the soul. The Sahaba were deeply involved in important activities at the time. And these lighter moments would revitalize them. It would give them a new vigor, a new energy to their soul. Uh, making someone else happy and putting a smile on their face should never be underestimated. Inna min mujibatil maghfira ala akhik rawa Nabi Sassim said one of the things that may result in a person's magfira is making your fellow Muslim brother happy. It takes 10 muscles to smile and 100 muscles to frown. So humor is not just silly jokes. It's a way of seeing, interacting, and reacting to the world. Laughter is the language of human emotion that is shared. Everyone laughs in the same language. Laughter can build bridges across barriers. Humor creates a relaxed atmosphere. You need to uh, be mature to have a good sense of humor. It takes wit and in intelligence. Execute humor without offending others. Nabi used to have lighter moments. He used humor to endear, to cheer up, to teach those around him. Uh, this was so that people could benefit to a greater extent. Think about, you know, the incident where a person came and the Raja stayed. Came for a conveyance. so and the Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "I'll put you on a baby of a camel." So the person said, "Ma asna bi waledi What will I do with a baby of a camel? And that is where Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "That wahal tali dul ibalu illa nuq." Every camel is a baby of another camel. Uh, there's an incident of the lady who came and said, "Udhu Allah ayudakhalni Jannah. Make dua that Allah enters me into jannah. And the B.S. said, Ya umma falan, in jannata la khulaha juz, all ladies want to enter the jannat. She turned away almost like crying. And then the B.S. said, Akhbiruha anna la dhulaha wa ya ajus. She will not enter it while she is an ajus, old lady. Inna incha'a. Raja'alna hunna abakara. So that is what, you know, that interaction was a way of endearing this lady. Imagine if she was just, the dua was made for her. That is it. Yeah, Now we have a situation where an entire incident around it. And that is what we need to keep in mind. The humor of Nabi was not just humor for the sake of humor, but also uh, it had principle, values, lessons, the right example and behavior. There's a strong relationship between humor and emotional intelligence. In simple terms, it can be stated that a person who does not have emotional intelligence it's difficult for him to apply humor in his life. So, we do have our laughs and our chuckles. We should keep it within the boundaries of the Sharia, what is acceptable. Nabi Sallallahu said, uh, Woe and destruction to a person who narrates stories, to make people laugh, and uh, that is it, the person story stories to make a person laugh, and the story is actually not correct. It's a lie. So, Mullah Nasruddin, you know, a man asked him, Tell me who is your best friend? This is my best friend, is the one who will feed me the best. So I said, Okay, I'll feed you the best. Are you my best friend now? And Mullah Nasruddin said, uh, Friendship cannot be gained on credit. Another friend asked Nasruddin, How does one become wise? And Nasruddin said, listen attentively to wise people when they speak. And if someone is listening to you, listen attentively to what you're saying. So that is wisdom in humor, you know. And what we need to keep in mind is that we need to abstain from backbiting and slandering in our humor. Humor and lightheartedness should not be excessive. لا <inaudible> تكثر to meet Do not laugh too much because it kills the heart. Humor should not include mocking or jeering of someone else. It should not highlight the faults of others. The humor should be, you know, sanctified and protected, the honor of the mu'min. Therefore, the humor should not violate that. We have tendency to make jokes about people. Don't make jokes about race. Don't make jokes about people's ethnicity. Don't make... Uh, uh, jokes about where, which calm the person comes from, or the links in that regard, it can be offensive. Also, don't make jokes about aspects of deen. Comedians have made careers through mocking religion, and this can lead to trivializing deen, and it can be tantamount to kufr and disbelief. Laughter should not be excessive. You have people for whom everything is a joke, people don't take them serious. People say when he speaks, you need to take it with a pinch of salt. In fact, not just a pinch of salt, with bags of salt. Uh, so, laughter should not be excessive. In laughing, in joking, uh, you know, the, the Messenger was moderate. He struck the perfect balance between uh, the extremes of people who are constantly frowning or someone who's constantly uh, mocking and jeering and laughing. There's a place for everything. People who are willing to spend hours joking. Friends, when they come home, they can't share a joke with the with the wife and the children. kids. So that, that is obviously against moderation. Uh, Ibn Zayd is mentioned. He says, My father said to me that Atta Ibn Yasar would lecture to Abu Hazim and myself until he would make us cry. Then he would lecture us Until he would make us laugh. And then we remark, there's a time for this and a time for that. There's a time for laughter. There's a time for crying. There's a time to be emotional and there's a time to be energized. So we need to live our lives smiling and giving smiles to others. That is the type of balance that we need to strike in our lives. The Messenger sallam, went out of his way. He said that Anas had a young brother by the name of Umair, who kept a bird as a pet. Then his pet died. There was a young boy who was in a gathering of big people. Young boys would not be given attention. But to cheer him up, Nabi spoke to him in front of all the Greek personalities. Yeah, Aba Umair, Oh Umair. Now he's not the father of Umair, this is just a way to make him feel important. Nabi said, Mafa ala nuhair, what happened to the bird? The fact that Nabi Sassam asked him over the bird would be a means of comfort to the boy. Yes. If you look at the events that were unfolding in the life of Nabi Sassam, serious battles, lots of dear ones, but it took up the time. we took out the mur- you know, to cheer up a young boy. Sometimes as a father. We don't know what are the issues troubling our own sons. What is making my son sad? What is making my daughter sad? Uh, if he, if, he comes up, if they come up to us, dad says, that is no big deal. Don't trouble me with these small issues. Nabi Salsam had time for everyone. The old lady, slave girl who took him by the hand. And Nabi Salsam's humor was based on ambiguity in a play of words. There's a double meaning. Your mind goes to the first meaning. He intends a more distant meaning. Uh, If Nabi Salsam had simply said, you know, told the old lady that we spoke about, you're going to Jannah, that would not have had the same impact. It wouldn't. Uh, That is something else. Should have Now, the way Nabi Sallam presented it to her, there's a means of her remembering it for the rest of her life. And that is the important point that we can take from that. Uh, that it has an indelible impression. There's also a story of Zahir or Zuhair. You know, that special moment Nabi Sassam created with him. Uh, he was not very handsome. And Nabi Salsam came to him once while he was standing in a place selling his merchandise. Nabi Salsam caught him between his arm and from the back in such a manner that he could not see Nabi Salsam. And he said, Who is this? Leave me. However, when he saw it, was Nabi Salsam from the corner of his eye, he straightened his back and began pressing it against the chest of Nabi For As long as he gained the opportunity, it was better than a thousand gifts. And Nabi Salsam said, Mayashtar el-Abd will buy the slave. And uh, Zahir said, Ya Rasulullah, إِذَنْ تَجِدْنِي كَاسِدًا we get very little for me. Uh, I don't have much value. And uh, that is uh, the point uh, that he made. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam responded to that by saying that, No. لَكِنَّكَ إِنْدَ indallahi, لَسْتَ بِكَاسِدٍ وَإِنْدَ اللَّهِ أَنْتَ غالن that uh, you are not defective in the sight of Allah, but much more valuable. You are very expensive in the sight of Allah. So, that is the interaction. Nabi Sassam created a moment of honor. The purpose was to make Zahir feel good. You know, we laugh at the expense of others. A group of friends come together. One of the guys start making jokes about appearance, intelligence, how much this guy's chow, this guy's so dumb, uh, he chows so much, he's so dick. Everyone's crushing him a good time. And he say, yeah, you know, we have such a good time when together. What is the impact on that guy, the person? i of a situation where, you know, a group of friends and one doesn't want to come to the masjid voice because he's always the butt of all the jokes. Nabi Salsam was asked about writing down the words of the hadith. And he granted permission, and they said, "Ya Rasul innaka inna "Rabbi Allah, you would joke with us." And he said, "Inni la illa Yes, but I do not say anything except the truth. So that is insight into the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, how he conducted himself, and the important lessons that we need to learn from that, in terms of the humor of the Messenger sallallahu So we've spoken about Naiman and about various incidents of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi and uh, some conduct of Nabi Sallallahu in this regard and then we shared with you some etiquettes that uh, the fact that don't speak a lie abstain from backbiting, slandering should not be excessive shouldn't be at the expense of others don't joke about race and ethnicity don't joke about aspects of deen uh, you can lose your iman and also, uh, you know, the fact that Nabi Sassam did it with such, in such strategic manner uh, that it endeared and brought people closer, and that should be the intention. May Allah grant us the understanding. With that, we come to the end of the program for this morning. Jazakum Allah khair for listening to Subah al-Muslim on Radio Islam International.